Hello, and welcome to the special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Tara Stingley, a partner with Klein Williams in Omaha, Nebraska. On the program, we span the globe, providing updates on critical employment law issues from ELA members in each region. Today, we're connecting with our member from Colorado. Joining us on the program is Lori Rogers, an associate with Holland & Hart. Now, non-compete provisions are an important feature in many employment agreements. Last month, Colorado adopted a new law that significantly limits the enforceability of non-compete agreements that are executed for employers with employees working or living in Colorado. Lori's joining us on the program today to explain more about this law and the impact of this law on non-compete covenants going forward. Lori, welcome to our program. How are you today? I'm doing well, Tara. Doing my best to enjoy Colorado summers. That's great. Well, let's get into it. Let's talk about this new non-compete legislation that Colorado recently enacted. When does this new law take effect? Very soon, August 10, 2022. And talk to us about what this new law means for non-compete covenants in Colorado. Well, it creates a sea change for non-compete covenants. In short, the new legislation voids most non-competes in Colorado, except for three limited exceptions. The first is covenants associated with the sale of a business or an asset sale. That's always been there. The other two are new. Non-compete covenants entered into by a highly compensated worker. So this is what these covenants will do moving forward. So they have to be entered into only with a highly compensated worker, and they can't be more broad than reasonably necessary to protect trade secrets. Uh, According to the new law, a highly compensated worker means someone who currently earns at least $101,250 per year. It's a threshold set by the Colorado Department of Labor and Employment, and it's going to increase each year based on inflation. The third limited exception are customer non-solicitation covenants. They can only be used now with Colorado workers who earn at least 60% as much as a highly compensated worker, and of course, aren't broader than reasonably necessary to protect trade secrets. Well, that's certainly a mouthful. Let's break down each of those factors a little bit more. For employers not physically located in Colorado, but that may have employees working remotely within Colorado, what impact will this law have on them? That's a great question. The new law applies to all employees who live or work in Colorado at the time of the separation of employment. And so that's going to include remote workers. And what this means, and and employers need to be aware, is that any forum selection clause in an employment agreement with a non-compete can't require adjudication outside of the state of Colorado. Colorado law must govern that agreement. Would that be the case even for a company that is headquartered outside of Colorado, physically located in a different state that tries to include a governing law or choice of law provision within its agreement? That's right. So long as the worker himself or herself lives and works in Colorado. Now, you mentioned briefly confidentiality agreements and non-solicitation agreements. How will they be impacted by this new law? Well, the good news for employers is that employee confidentiality agreements with Colorado workers are still enforceable. However, it's somewhat more limited now. The new law bars confidentiality agreements prohibiting the disclosure of information that is obtained from a worker's, quote, general training, knowledge, skill, or experience, whether gained on the job or otherwise. 
Unfortunately, the law, as most laws are, is vague on what that information is. We anticipate that whether this type of information falls within the general and therefore unprotected category, or whether it's more of a secret protected character, is likely going to be the subject of hopefully future regulation or litigation. With respect to non-solicitation covenants, those with respect to customers, of course, is addressed with the new law. And again, they can only be used with Colorado workers who earn at least 60% of the highly compensated worker wage. With respect to fellow employees, solicitation of employees, that is still the same. It just must be reasonable in geographic scope and duration. And Lori, when is that compensation level measured? So for example, if an employee goes into an employment relationship contemplating that they'll receive a certain salary and compensation sufficient to comply with this law, but don't end up achieving that due to performance issues or other unforeseen circumstances, how does that impact the enforceability of the non-compete? Another great question. So it's the amount of compensation that Colorado considers a highly compensated worker to be receiving at the time of that employee's separation from employment. So if I hire you today, Tara, at $101,250, but never raise your salary and terminate you in a few years, and that has, say, with inflation gone up to $110,000, but you're still making $101,000, that non-compete is not going to be enforceable against you. And does this new law address any kind of additional consideration requirements that employers need to provide to Colorado employees to enforce an agreement? So for example, for a new employee, is at-will employment sufficient consideration to support the contract? Yes. In Colorado, that remains the same with respect to consideration. But there are other aspects of the law that are really important for employers to pay attention to. One is a statutory notice requirement. So in order for an employer's non-compete agreement to be enforceable in the state, the employer has to provide notice to the employees, either the applicant before the job offer is given, or for current workers, at least 14 days before either the effective date of the covenant or additional consideration is provided to the employee, whichever is earlier. Now, there are very specific rules regarding the form of the notice and the content. So the notice must be in writing, signed by the worker. And this, for clarity, is a separate document apart from the agreement. The content of the notice has requirements. It has to identify the agreement by name. It has to direct the employee to specific paragraphs within the agreement that relate to the restrictive covenant. And it has to explain explicitly in clear language that it could restrict the worker's subsequent employment opportunities once they leave the company. The other thing to keep in mind for employers is that the new law provides really stiff penalties. If an employer in good faith is trying to follow the new non-compete law, they should not suffer any penalties. However, if an employer violates the non-compete law, they can be assessed penalties up to $5,000 per worker. Well, Lori, these are some pretty significant changes from Colorado's current laws governing non-compete agreements. How does this new law, if at all, affect existing non-compete agreements that were signed prior to August 10th, 2022? Luckily, the law is not retroactive, so it won't affect anything signed prior to August 10th. So this is a really good thing that we're having this podcast now because employers may want to put non-competes in place now 
with existing employees before the new law takes effect on August 10th. In light of these changes, what should employers in Colorado or with Colorado employees do? Well, especially with your non-highly compensated workers, employers should take proactive steps to protect their competition-sensitive data. So first, if, if you haven't done so, employers should create policies that clearly define the scope of a company's proprietary information and trade secrets and reference those policies and any procedures you have in any employment agreements, right? Non-disclosure agreements, offers of employment, handbooks, that sort of thing. Develop and consistently use contractual agreements that restrict an employee from disclosing or improperly using protected information. And then, you know, remind employees and every chance you get of their ongoing duty to preserve that protected information and to not disclose it. And Lori, do you anticipate any litigation over the enforceability or reasonableness of this new law, given the significant changes that it's imposing? You know, the way Colorado has worked in the past, you know, we've had a lot of new laws come up recently. They are giving employers a wide berth in the beginning, right, to try to get used to the new law. But when it comes to non-compete agreements, I would imagine that they're going to give you an employer a shot to change it. And then if you don't, they probably will enforce those penalties. We have seen them start to enforce, you know, Colorado State start to enforce other laws that are new on the books. So it will happen. Yes, employers need to be aware, need to make sure their non-compete agreements don't violate the new law. Lori, this has been a fascinating discussion and no doubt an important one for employers with Colorado employees. We're sure that more is to come on this, but in the meantime, thanks for joining us today on the program and great talking with you. Great talking to you, Tara. Thanks for having me. If you'd like to connect with Lori, please click on her bio in the description of this podcast. You can also reach out to any of our lawyers from around the world by selecting Find a Lawyer on the ELA website at ela.law. You can also search the ELA website where you can sign up to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers and on-demand content from our online library, or access the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Tara Stingley. Thanks for listening.